Welcome home group leaders to Home Group Heads Up, podcast by Calvary Bible Church with your host, Jay, and I have in the room, Perry Marshall. How's it going, Perry? Hey, Jay. Going well. How are you? Happy Thursday, my friend. Yes. It's a beautiful Thursday. Colorado is perfect. It's awesome. Today, right? Yeah, it's great. Okay, we're going to jump right into it. This week in Calvary, Thomas is preaching over Acts 14, but before we get there, we want to talk about being okay with leaving a lot of the discussion questions unasked, right? Absolutely. So, Perry, walk us through how you designed the um, home group heads up, no, home group leaders discussion guide. Yeah. So I've tried to say this in the bold red ink at the top of the page the first couple of weeks, but in case you haven't seen that, um, let me just reiterate, reemphasize the point here on the podcast. And that's that the questions are never intended for you to go all the way through. There um, are about 10 questions or so most weeks, and they're broken into three basic categories. You have kind of the connect or icebreaker section with a couple questions. You have a section on learn that's learn is the title and it it's just a collection of questions that are meant to put our attention on the text without jumping ahead too quickly to what the third section is which is the application piece um, what it means for our lives so those three sections kind of um, try to give a structure framework to all of the questions and for most groups i would imagine one to three questions is probably about what you're thinking about, what you should be looking at. And um, a good idea could be simply to just have one from each of those three categories and give yourselves a lot of flexibility and a lot of grace in terms of how the actual meetings go. You may not get to all three questions if you just pick three. That's fine. That's okay. The point is to have a good discussion about the sermon and the questions are just there to help facilitate that. Yeah, so in the two weeks we've done our home group, just sort of an example, one week we never got to the discussion question. Shame on you. I know, the two-year-olds were a little squirrely. <laughs> and then the second week we got to them this last week and had a wonderful discussion about yeah. favoritism, partiality. So yeah. um, just know from week to week it's going to be different. Oh, it absolutely will be. Yeah, and I can say something similar in my group. Like the first week, we focused more on prayer because we hadn't really been around each other in the room together for quite a while. So we just took the majority of our time and and got updates from each other on how we were doing and prayed for each other. And this last week, we did have a little bit of a discussion, but still it was it was fairly brief. It was probably no more than 15 minutes, and that's okay. It's yeah, okay. It is okay. The part is you're just um, growing in your trust of one another, growing in community, yep. and that will take time, and that will take a long view of what's going on in yep. your group, what God is up to. Yep. Okay, so we're in Acts 14, which is a very busy chapter of Acts. There's a lot so going on. Thomas does a lot of work getting through it. So. Perry, what do we need to know as one who has listened to the sermon already? Yeah, so Thomas is going through a lot of territory here. And um, even like geographically, there's a lot going on. Paul and Barnabas are together. They're starting off at a place called Iconium. And then they're heading to other places called Lystra and Derby. And the reason why they're going from town to town is because when they go into one town, God blesses their work and they present the gospel, but they face opposition along the way. So they flee from one place to the next in Lystra. 
things really get intense because Paul is stoned there and he's left for dead, dragged outside of the city, and though gets back up on his feet and um, heads off to another city. So he goes, he goes from town to town, and you have places like the names I already mentioned, Iconium, Lystra, Antioch, Iconium, which I already said. Um, you have Pisidia, Pamphylia, Italia, Derby. There, there's all kinds of different names, and they're kind of hard, hard to pronounce and figure out what the right way is to say them. But um, Paul is going from place to place with Barnabas, and the reason they're, they're fleeing and moving on is because they're facing persecution along the way. But in spite of that, God's doing some literally miraculous work through them. Yeah, so it's a really fun passage. Yeah. So it's going to be quick, but it's going to be um, hopefully thoughtful. So what is the central issue of chapter 14 that the questions focus around? Yeah, there's there are potentially a, several different main focuses that we could go with, but the thing that we we're, we're going to focus on kind of above everything else this week is the suffering and opposition that Christians face because of their faith. Not just like the suffering, the opposition, or just the struggle that we're facing right now, like in, in our time right now because of COVID, for example. But this is the kind of suffering and persecution that happens specifically because we follow Jesus. Yeah, so the central question we're asking is, what kind of life should Christians expect to have? Now, that's a very genuine question yeah. and sometimes gets muddled, especially in the context and where we live out our Christianity, mm-hmm. where we do wake up every morning and their tap water is perfectly clean for us to drink. Right. But um, it's a question we have to wrestle with as yeah. we mature in our faith. Yeah. Hopefully through the, through the course of your conversation, and again, it might be really brief and this may not completely materialize in your experience this week, but hopefully in your conversation, the issue will kind of surface of what what do I expect as I follow Jesus? What am I expecting God to bless me with or to grant me as I follow him more faithfully? Um, are my expectations realistic? Are they even more clearly, are they in alignment with scripture? You know, one of the, the central verses this week that hits home is um, in verse 22, where Paul explains to other brothers and sisters in Christ that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Do I live with that as an expectation for my life, or do I have a different kind of expectation for my life? Yeah, because we see this in the real world application over our long view of Christianity, people coming and going in the faith. Right. One of those things is most people get often disappointed because they are suffering as a Christian. Right, something's wrong. Something's wrong or off. And the opposite is true, that Jesus sets our expectations that the way of following Jesus is the way of the cross most often. Yes, absolutely. And we see in this passage, if we're paying attention, just how God is blessing the work of Paul and Barnabas even as they are facing suffering. Yeah, and Acts 14 really demonstrates who Paul is and what makes him Paul. Yeah. Why we why he's so important to right. the church, but he does some pretty extreme themes. Hopefully, none of us have to go through stoning, pick ourselves up, and yeah. get back into another city. Right, right, right. And it's so true. But we will all face opposition of some kind if we are faithfully following the Lord. And so, Pastor Tom springs this out in a real great way during the sermon. The question is then: 
uh, what do we do in light of that suffering that's inevitable? And um, there's a need that we all have to be strengthened and encouraged. And so we're going to talk about that in the questions too. That's included is uh, what can we do to strengthen and encourage each other? Because we see that come alive in this chapter in a way that only really makes sense in the context of suffering that we need to strengthen each other. We need to encourage each other. We need to come alongside each other so that we will continue in the faith together because we face opposition. Yeah, and in the context of even home group leaders, as you're listening today, that the work of home group leading is going to be tough at times. Yeah. It was going to be great at times. It's going to be easy at times. And sometimes it's going to be really the grind. Yeah. We know that going forward. Right. And so what can we do as a community or a bunch of communities, right? What can we do as a group of communities to encourage each other during this season? What can we do to strengthen each other? And we see it in this chapter. So then what does it look like in our own lives right now? Right. And this is where the Bible actually can speak specifically to us today. That um, when the rose-colored glasses wear off a little bit, right? Is that the expression? Yeah, right. When that happens in home groups, are you willing to go the extra distance? Are you willing to commit and be encouraged by God's word to continue in this great work that we're we're all undertaking? Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be tough some weeks. It will. Be. We're going to have we're going to have issues in our home group. So don't feel free also to reach out to your home group coach. They're there. They're that's why they're there. Right. to pray for you, to encourage you in the work. Um, also know as a home group leader that um, Paul here gives us a really great example of sort of the mechanisms he uses in ministry that we're using right now, right? Paul went into the cities. We're going into the specific homes. He established local churches. We're establishing local communities. Someone asked me this week, hey, when are we going to start worshiping together again? And I looked at him and said, whoa, 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 we, we haven't stopped. Yeah, right. the, the framework has changed a little bit, yeah. but the reality is we're continuing in the work that Calvary's always been about, yeah. which is um, gathering together, encouraging one another, developing um, in this maturing of our faith once again. And then he taught the believers how to do their job. Now, that's um, just really important that Paul lays out even in his work, how to do your job. So I want to go to calvarybible.com and find out more about leading a home group. You just go to calvarybible.com slash at home. On the right-hand side, there's um, a button called Leaders Resources. And under there, you can find um, the links to the podcast, which you've already found. Congratulations. The Leaders (laughs) Discussion Guide, which will help you prepare to do your job this Sunday or this weekend, sorry, some of you guys are not meeting on Sunday, which is awesome. And then there's also training videos. And one of those training videos that needs to go up if it's not there already is communion because next week we're going to start communion. So, so Perry, how do we like talk about preparing our group for communion even the coming week? Yeah. One of the, one of the most important things for you to do as leaders is just to be aware that next week, not this, not this week, but, but the following week we will be doing communion. And so, um, one of the challenges just right now to be thinking of, it's not a really a challenge, but something to just be thinking of is, um, how you are going to prepare 
um, for the communion elements. So for a lot of you, that might be just simply making sure you have some bread or some crackers on hand that you can use and have some juice available too, um, and just prepare that in advance. Um, we are also looking at possibly um, having enough of the little disposable communion cups so that um, anybody who wants to could come by and pick up those for your group, and that could be an option too. So just heads up on that. We will we'll get in touch with you um, in the next couple days about that and um, help guide you through that process. But just be aware right now, communion will be coming up um, a week from now, and uh, we will be in contact with you to help you pull it off well. Yeah, there's many ways in which you do it. Um, it's just remember that we are under a great God who's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in your group, even though maybe you don't see it this week. Maybe you don't see it next week. But God is going to use you to bless these people. Just remember that. Yeah. Just continue to stay praying for your group as well. So one of the greatest things you could do from day to day to week to week is to pray for those who come to your home group. And that's a big-time commitment. We know that. But um, we have a big-time God who answers some really big prayers. So um, there, you know, those are some of the tips, tricks to help you get into your home group this week and get you set for another great week. Did you know that we've, since even last week, have increased about 100 participants in home groups? That's Perry? amazing. That How is crazy amazing. is that? Home yeah. groups are still developing today, and so um, just know you're not alone. Yeah. In fact, the verse that keeps dwelling on me today is Hebrews 10, 35, 30, 36. It says, mm-hmm. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which is a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Let's remember, we, we go in great confidence to the, in the will of God, that he's doing something great. And uh, there's a promise for that for us. Yeah. So we love you. We appreciate you. We're so thankful for you. You are doing a great job. We're hearing great stories, even in the first two weeks, of what's going on in your home group. If you have any insight or want any training, you've got to let us know. We'd love to help you equip you to get um, your home group to where you would want it to be, where Jesus wants it to be. So continue to reach out, continue to communicate with us, and continue to stay faithful. We love you, Calvary.